This is On Purpose. Buck Sexton. I'm not personally invested in any politician. These are just people that are are given the authority to do a job, and hopefully they do the job well. I'm not looking for somebody to be a savior. I'm looking for someone to be sane. I'm looking for someone to be competent. To, if not make my life easier, at least stop making my life more difficult. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. Cliff Ravenscraft. I think by now you're starting to get really the picture of who he is. Yes, the podcast answer man, a pioneer in the film, but a guy who really had gone from one place in his life as an insurance salesman, um, it really to a completely new spot. Yeah, there's a lot of freedom, but man, is there purpose. Uh, in your life, Cliff, and I think that's one of the coolest things. We just, you just actually read your your mission statement, and 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 really kind of sums up um, really well what your life is all about today. And I could you just share maybe a little bit about how you sort of got the idea to craft that, what that process was like, so that instead of going through life without a map, without a GPS, that you're living life on purpose. Oh man, well first of all, it, it these days it is absolutely essential that I have this mission statement in front of me because I I know for a fact this is the life for which I was created. Uh, there's no question. And you notice did you notice that the word podcasting was not in there? Right. The the word podcasting does not exist in that mission statement. Hmm. But creating content mm-hmm. and also products and services, but specifically content is is what I'm created to do. I'm, and cr- content can be r- writing books. It can be me speaking sure. at public events. It can be me posting pictures of my sweaty self after a workout mm-hmm. on Facebook. I mean, that's content to me. And and so how, that what happens is knowing this mission statement and being clear about what I'm doing. Justin, I don't know about you, but there have been times, you know, I've, I've experienced some massive success in my business. And if, if we want to go into it, I can go back and talk about how horrible my business was financially when I first started it. But today I've, I've achieved a level of success financially in my business that I never would have dreamed possible 10 years ago. And it blows my mind. But there are, there had been days where, and, and sometimes weeks and sometimes months where I would get busy and, and caught up doing other things that are not directly income generating things. And I feel like, man, uh, you know, I, I feel less worthy because, because I tied, you know how we oftentimes tie our feeling of self-worth by how much income we're generating. I don't know about you as a husband oh, and a father, mm-hmm. but do you have kids? Nope, not yet. Just okay. three dogs who think they're uh, kids. Well, <laughs> even as a, as a husband, I would imagine yeah. you probably feel some kind of pressure and mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's like you, when you're, when you're bringing home the bacon, um, you feel really great. And, it's, and if you're doing an exceptionally well job at it, that's wonderful. But man, if you're, if you, you slack a little bit and you have a month where you don't bring home a paycheck because, well, you know, you didn't do as much work this time as, as you did as, as pushed harder uh, previously. So you all of a sudden it's like, man, so much of how I feel about myself is had been tied to how successful financially certain things are doing. And when I pull away and, and, and start pursuing something that's a passion of mine that's not necessarily going to generate income directly or, or maybe not even at all, 
I started to feel like, man, I'm wasting my time. I'm being lazy. Mm. But in reality, I am fulfilling my mission in a much bigger way mm. than financially. The, the rewards are are way beyond it because I am having a powerful and positive impact in other people's lives, not to mention my own. And the, the biggest part of this is that in January or actually in December of last year, I made the decision to completely wipe away every single goal for my business for 2015. I had 12 different goals for 2015 written out on a whiteboard and then transcribed and put into my Evernote. And those were going to be the things that I was going to shoot for. And I was going to take my business to even a whole new level. And and if I would have done it, I kept them there, I would have achieved almost every single one of them. Uh, at least all the ones that I decided to you know follow through on and make an effort. But here's what I did, Justin. In December, I decided no goals for my business in 2015. In fact, I'm shutting down anything that requires my ongoing attention. Uh, I shut down a, a podcast mastermind organization that I hosted. It had 45 members, generated over $58,000 of income for me, completely shut it down. I won't. I can't tell you how much money I was making as as a consultant and uh, or as a contracted uh, person for a director of a conference, but I completely shut that down. Massive income drop as a result of that one as well. And I also took my number one income producer, which is my podcasting A to Z course. And instead of doing six of them in 2015, I only did four, and that was the only thing I did in my business. And I said. Everything in my business is going on autopilot in 2015, and I'm only focusing on one goal, and that is creating a brand new lifestyle of health and fitness for my own personal benefit. It's all about me in 2015. And, and you've, done a, you've done an amazing job. Uh, have you found since you've done that, a lot of people talk about creating that one goal that may be called a push goal or a, you know, that's a, it's one thing that can dramatically affect everything else in your life, everything, all the other goals or things that you might have. It has. And, and so it, it definitely, I have achieved success. In fact, I achieved the success much earlier than I thought that I would achieve it. Um, in, in the area of de developing and landing in the lifestyle. So uh, just to give people an idea of where I came from, when I started working for myself, I was working around the clock and making very little money at all. In fact, for the first year, my business only paid me $11,000 total income for the year. And I was, you know, I was making $87,000 a year plus all kinds of crazy wild benefits as an insurance agent. Uh, but, you know, it, it was a terrible year that first year. And at the end of the first year, after working around the clocks seven days a week, I ended up in the hospital for two weeks and almost died. Wow. Um, I, I got out of the hospital. I was I, I weighed 272 pounds. I was much closer to 300 pounds than I was to 200. And just basically just uh, uh, seriously obese in, in a very bad way. And, you know, I decided I wanted to try to turn things around and, and I actually did achieve some success there for a while after getting out of the hospital and recovering from surgery. And over the course of, I guess, probably a year and a half, I dropped from 272 pounds down to 212. And, and 
one thing led to another and I ended up gaining almost all of it back. Mm-hmm. So that by November of last year, November of last year, I weighed in at 268 pounds, almost mm-hmm. all of that weight back. And the reason why is because I was throwing my lifestyle, my life and my identity was tied to my work and specifically my work that was generating significant and serious income. And also, uh, and, and what happened was I found that by focusing only on all my time, effort, and energy was all focused on income-producing things to, related to my business, I found that many of my other passion proje- products or pa- projects uh, were getting the cold shoulder. For example, I went months without resor- re- recording or producing an episode of Pursuing a Balanced Life. Um, I got to the place where you know I wasn't looking forward to creating any other content that didn't have a direct response of financial income. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where the heck did that come from? Yeah. And not only that, but I just obviously, because I had gone all the way, I, I completely neglected my physical health again. And I started to notice a lot of... Um, Symptoms that were you know, that seemed to be early signs of probably diabetes coming on, and and heart and chest rate related uh, pain and and stuff like that, and numbness in my left side. I'm like, this is this is crazy. I even ended up in the hospital for another week, the uh, a couple about a year and a half, two years ago, thinking that I had a stroke. So you know, oh, it's, it's, this this was crazy, and I'm like, I need to do something about this. And not to mention the fact, just the the pure vanity of it that, you know, here I am a professional paid public speaker and I get up on stage and I, I feel so self conscious about how I look on stage. Here I am. These people are want to be in, you know, th- these people want to look up to me and, and they, they say, gosh, Cliff, you're such a success in the field of uh, building your own online business. And, and you have all the success with how many people know you and how many people you've helped in business and how many I've, I've helped launch tens of thousands of podcasts for people. And, and with all of that success, so many people want to mimic it and they look up to me as, as kind of in an idolizing kind of way. And I'm like, guys, I am not living the kind of life that I want you guys to live. You guys want to, you guys want to achieve the, the success, the level of success that I have. But for those of you who are married or those of you who have kids, I, I, I hope that I don't help you achieve the level of success that I have achieved by doing the things that it took me that I did to get here. And so I felt like not like a fraud because I wasn't a fraud. I was I had I had by I had achieved the success that I had achieved. But I'm like there's got to be a way to do it in a different way, a more healthy, a more balanced way. And and so I knew that I had gone to the extreme. I am a recovering workaholic, Justin. I mean, in the strictest, I, I am a workaholic and I know this about myself. And one of the things, that's what I decided back in November, I decided, you know what? I read this book called Younger Next Year. Hmm. And this book told me about what life would be like if I continued to live until I was 60, 70 or 80 years old. And the reality is, is I was going to be one, if, if I lived physically I was on, I was on the path of being the guy who had a very successful business but eventually got to the place where he could no longer work because although I'm alive at 50 or 60 or 70 years old I'm one of those guys who's consistently falling down breaking their hip walking around with a walker or in a wheelchair um you know the this I'm I'm the guy on the the motor scooter that you know that 
can barely stand the weight of my 580 pound body. That's the lifestyle I was working towards. And I didn't like that about me. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to do what this book says. Younger Next Year is the name of the book. And I'm going to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. I'm going to make this a part of my lifestyle. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm going to lose weight. I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm doing what this book says. I am going to get physically healthy and I'm going to, uh, by all intents and purposes, my body is going to get younger year by year by becoming a healthy individual as far as body weight and body mass composition. I am going to be doing six days a week. And what I decided was that I would do two to three days a week of intense strength training, building muscle, uh, working with a personal trainer. And I decided that I would do the remaining three days of the week as high intensity, high intensity a cardio aerobic exercise. And I said, you know what? The only way I'm going to be able to do this is if I go to the same kind of extreme that I did with my work and, and shift my lifestyle over to making that my identity for the year 2015. And that's what I did. And so um, in 2000, from, December, from November 14th, I've been working out six days a week, every single week, and I have not failed in that. I mean, maybe wow. there there have been maybe a, a time when I was sick for three days and the doctor told me to lay off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, that has been my commitment. That has been my that has been become my addiction. And what happened was when I first started this program of doing this, um, I, I decided to sign up as the result of a mentor asking me, says, Cliff, I'm, I'm willing to mentor you and keep you accountable but here's what I want you to do. I want you to read this book. I want you to commit to doing this six days a week. And he goes, I also want you to commit to doing a triathlon with me in May. And I'm like, seriously, a triathlon? Wow. And, yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, I'll do a triathlon with you. And so at first, the, the getting into the process of working out six days a week, it was really trying to make sure that I'm not letting down my mentor, uh, trying to keep up this commitment that I've made to myself, trying to remind myself that I'm doing it for my family, remembering that this is, you know, I'm working on my future self. You know, I want to be that 70 or 80 year old guy who can go on a hundred mile bike ride and pass up everybody else in the pack. Um, that's who I want to be when I'm 70 years old. Mm. Um, so I, I, I have this vision, but here's the deal. Six days a week. I would say that two days a week, I was really eager and looking forward to it. The other four days was a real struggle to get there. Yeah, yeah. I was I was going to ask you about that because there's a guy who's kind of been through that, and uh, you know, several years ago, I weighed almost 400 pounds and went through a very similar process. But I was in the gym, you know, five six days a week, and there were definitely days I didn't want to do it. I think this is a really interesting point. Um, I want to ask you a question about what you did. To make yourself do what needed to be done, because I think there's a lot of times push comes to shove, you know, obviously it's so much easier not to do the things that we need to do. So what do you find that is it willpower? Is there some sort of inspiration, motivation, the thing that pushes you over the edge? We'll talk about that when we come back. It's all part of living this theme of living on purpose, no matter whether it is uh, you're starting a business, you know, you want to like reinvent yourself in your career or physically, um, whatever path you're walking. Jay Severin. I'll tell you what I think about Despite my history, 
with Mitt Romney, despite what I think of him and everything else, I will tell you honestly, with my heart and soul, what I think about what he did this morning in calling a national press conference to attack Trump. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network.